Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered, some off-season fun and a Q&A podcast. You've asked the questions. Now it's time to get some answers. And former kangaroo and origin legend Benny Hannant has plopped himself into the big chair. And we start with this question. Circumference at Maroochydore asks, 06 with the Broncos or 15 with the Cowboys? Does one premiership stand out more than the other? Yeah, Definitely. 15, 2015 with the Cowboys. The first time the Cowboys ever won one. I was a lot older. It took me nine years to get back there again. The first one in 06 with the Broncos, it was, it was really special because I had all these superstars around me. Yeah. You had your Webkeys, you had your Darren Lockyers. But in 15, you know, it's, it was a great opportunity. You saw how much it meant to the town. And having six of my kids here as well, like the highlight for me wasn't the game. It was after the match, walking around with my kids yeah. and seeing how proud they were of their dad. And that moment short, uh, that I shared with my kids, it was, it was it's something I'll never forget. It's a highlight of my career. Mate, a lot of guys ju- during our interviews have said if they've won a premiership as a young bloke, having been successful in the junior grades, you think, oh, yeah, this is cool and I'll probably win another one in two years' time respectfully you almost take it for granted. Yeah, especially when you're at the Broncos. So I started at the Roosters, played eight games, yep. but that was my first full season 2006 where I played every game at the Broncos. Yep. So I just assumed Broncos are known. Every six years at that time, they'd win a comp. Yeah. You look at the history of the Broncos, they were winning all the time. Yeah. So I just assumed we won that year and they were just success would immediately follow after that. But little did we know in 2009, Wayne Bennett would leave, go somewhere else. Yeah. They'd, they'd have salary cap issues. A few of us would go down to the Bulldogs and, uh, you know, it's, it was a long time, long, hard slog before we got success again. Still a long, hard slog. <laughs> Still waiting, yeah, poor buggers. From Facebook, Steve Thompson from Lethbridge Park in Western Sydney. Great people out there. There were like six props in your Aussie schoolboys side. Who was the standout as a kid? Oh, it's, the, it was all New South Wales. They had, they had the three big guns there. They had Tom Leroy Lars, yep. that Ashton Sims, and they also had Mickey Wayman. So when we played against those guys, yep. it was just – it was like freight train after freight train. And they looked exactly how they look now. Like when they were playing first grade, that's what they looked like at schoolboy footy. Man child. They're, they're fully grown men, yeah. Wow. And I was a chubby kid. Semi Thigh, they too had, had a lot of baby fat still yeah. on him. We were the two Queensland front rowers. 
And coming up against them, you, you knew you were up against a freight train. I remember calling out Tom Leroyd Lars one time off a kickoff. We had a bit of a scruff sort of happened. They got the penalty and I called him out to run at me. I hit him with everything I had. Everything I had was fair in these, these guts. He's got a big six, but he's still ripped up to this yeah. day. But I hit him with everything. And I just, it's, you know, when someone hits and does like a backward roll, yeah. I, I got pumped. Absolutely Did you pumped. Really? It made me realize like, I've got to go to the gym. Yeah, I've got to get to myself in shape. It's time I'm going to start playing against men. I've got to start looking like one myself. Time to start lifting. Who was the standout <sighs> from think, that school side? I think athletic ability, uh, Tom Leroy Lars, because he, yeah. he, he was big, but he was as fast as the centres getting around wow. as well. So, and he's, he's he, take his shirt off, mate. He, you know, I'm, I'm as straight as they come, but, mate, I'm impressed by yeah. what his rig when he gets you have his a gear second, off. second I'll look. I'll have a yeah. double look. Yeah, definitely. love that. From Bianca at Mullumbimby, how important and serious are players about the World Club Challenge? Is it full on or is it a bit of trial game mentality? To be honest, the first time I played in one, the World Club Challenge, we we won in 06 with the Bronx. We went over to England. It was more of a reward for winning the comp. It wasn't yeah. that serious. I, I, I thought it was going to be really serious, mm. but Wayne allowed us to go out and party as much as we want. I remember yep. going out Wales a couple of nights before the match and all hours in the morning, all the good – like we're just having good time after good time. It was a fantastic time. Yeah. But unfortunately we got our pants pulled down that year in the World Club Challenge. It didn't really mean anything. But but when we went there in 2016 with the Cowboys after we won, like I wanted to make sure I had that little tick in the book yep. done. You know, so we played Leeds Rhinos and that was a cracking match. And, you know, that – because it was the first time the Cowboys ever been over there, they yep. took it a lot more serious as well. We still had a lot of fun. But it was our first time over there. We want to make sure we got the job done, and we did. It was a great experience. I think it is more serious now. I think back. I think what you've said is a hundred percent spot on. From my seat, it was the reward for winning the grand final, and now it's like screw you. We're the best in the world. Well, I think you got a point to prove as well. They really want to prove that they're up at our level, so they take it very, yeah. very seriously. But at the same point, what we want to do is show that we are the best team in the world. There's, you know, there's a bit of prize money for the club as well. It's, there's the pride on the line. But now if you win anything in the game, it's so important. The game's getting bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. So any accolade you can get or any trophy you can add to the trophy cabinet of your club means a big, big deal to the culture of that club mm. and where that club is at the moment and where it's heading. From Instagram, Chucky De Beers asks, if you had to name the best five props you played with or against, who have you got? Oh, good question, Chucky. Jeez, I'd have to go. At, at the very beginning when I started my career, Adrian Morley. Yeah. Absolute freak. Like this this bloke, he's got a missing bicep too. People don't even know. Like he's a big human being, mm. six foot four, ripped up a treat. One of his arms don't even work properly. His shoulder and that doesn't grow muscle in it or something. His wow. bicep and his shoulder. So one of his arms doesn't even work, but he wax blokes like nothing else. Yeah, yep. he's, he's famous for being sent off in um, test matches. That against, test match, yeah. Straight off the kickoff, Gornski. But he's the toughest, hardest mm. man you'll ever meet on the field. Off the field, though, different story. Yeah. This bloke is the biggest teddy bear, the nicest bloke you meet off the field. I remember at training, like we'd get in trouble for not going hard at training. He'd never get in trouble, though, for not going hard at training. So we'd do real tackling practice. He would tackle me and put me down gently to the ground and make sure you were right, Ben. But on – on, as soon as he gets on the field, he's a, he's a different beast. Yeah. He'll take someone's head off. Yep. So he's the nicest, kindest bloke. He just knew when it was time to to relax and have a good time and, and look after the boys. 
because he, he knew he had another level to go to. That yep. Probably as a young kid, I was only 19, 20 years of age, he knew I couldn't handle. He looked after me and gave me a little bit of a cuddle, which was made me realise, mate, this bloke is something special. So I'd go, Adrian Morley, Shane Webkey, Petros in the Seaver, who was my roommate. Yep. He was, was, was incredible he, was your for, for origin time. Yeah. He was he was unreal. Just just helped me not only on the field but off the field. Yeah. He, his leadership both ways and just, just the same thing, a champion bloke. Yep. I'm going to put Fui Fui Moimoy in there. There you go. Fui Fui used to have big battles with him. I've got a lot, tremendous amount of respect for him. In 2009, we're both up for prop of the year. Yeah. Dally M. And, uh, mate, we just – I don't know. He didn't hate me, but he did. So, like, yep. we, we, every time we had the ball, I'd try and shoulder charge him or a take him out. natural rivalry. And, and vice versa. Yeah. But when he carried that ball, he, him and Jared Hayden in 2009 single-handedly took Parramatta from – they couldn't win a game thing at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and then next that minute terrible. they made the grand final. So put Fui in that list as well. Yep. Um, and one more. Ooh, who will we go with? Oh, there's just so many of them. Um. It's hard when there's yeah. a number on it, isn't there? there, there there's so many great fours. You, you don't want to leave any of them out. But um, There's four that stand there's out. There's four, four that really stand out yeah. that I'm happy to put put the name to, yeah. Adrian Morley, uh, you are with him at the Roosters, as you said. That was your first year, eight games off the interchange. How important is it for a young prop to have a senior prop like that within their squad in his first year? How much do you learn? You learn so much. It's crucial. You need. It's so important that clubs to have great leaderships in key positions. Yep. I think in your spine you got to have great leadership in there, but also in your pack. Yep. Because that shows. Teaches. I wasn't a tough kid. You know, okay. I, I got brought up with a ten brothers and sisters. A lot of love in my home. I'm yeah. a love another fight. I got eight kids now. Like oh, I love, <laughs> I love, love. But. To play rugby league, you have to be tough. Yeah. You've got to be willing to do stuff, put your head in places people don't want to put their feet. Yep. So you need someone to be able to teach you that and guide you and help you along the way. And Adrian Morley, for me, him, a bloke like Fitzgibbon as well, was another great leader. Yeah. Michael Crocker as well. There's lots just tough and just made you realise that if you want to be playing at this level, you've got to be willing to do things people aren't willing to do. It's amazing so. you ended up normal under Crocker and Morley because they two big tough fellas but loose units. Love to party, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got myself in a bit of trouble with the first day at the Roosters when I'm trying to work out what sort of man I want to be. I got <laughs> pinned down a couple of times. A few things were shoved into me that yeah. <laughs> my parents wouldn't be too proud of. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. From Billy H, with the new rules, is it going to eventually mean the end of the big front row or not? I'd love your thoughts. I don't think it will be the end of it. I think the game always evolves and people find ways to make the game work for them. Yep. I love the new rules where, uh, obviously, it's a six again. I love seeing the – and we're seeing the best props of the game stand out now. We're seeing ones with big engines. Yep. With skill and big engines push through. 
But there's a still a place for a prop to play 15 minutes at a time. You yep. just you just got to be wise of what you do with your bench. So you, you, there's, there's times and places for both, but I think we're really highlighting the props who aren't just great at carrying the ball and making 50 tackles. Props mm. that got more strings to their bows because, yes, they're fit. Yes, they've got skill, mm. but they'll be able to put all that together in crucial moments. They're the ones standing up and, and shining at the moment. Isn't the interchange even more crucial now? We Under these new rules – there was a period of time where coaches were using the interchange and you knew almost to the minute he'd come off, he'd come on. Now it's more about feel of the game. It's exactly right. And I think it's great because it's, it's making the, the great coaches shine as well because yeah. at the right time they're putting it right. And same vice versa, coaches with, with less experience or struggling, you can see when they're making poor decisions with their yeah. interchange bench, if they're running out and they're, they're left in a vulnerable situation. But the bench also, you look at the teams that win the comp. It's it's a big part of them winning the comp. Everyone thinks it's the 13 players on the field. Mm. It's who's on the bench that makes yeah. a huge difference because that's where momentum swings. So that 20, around that 20-minute mark, yep. when they come on, there's fatigue in the game now. Yeah. It's who comes on and injects, keeps that team going forward mm. or takes them to that next level. It, it's a crucial time. There's points in the game where it can go either way and mm. that's the time where fatigue's really in the match. The next fresh players come on, they can even inject some great – energy mm. or they can go missing. So depending on who you've got in your roster and what you can use, you look back at every time a comp's been won by a side, you look, you can look at the 20-minute mark yeah. around that 10 minutes after half time, 20 minutes after half time. There are times where the game really swings and changes. So it's so crucial. It's not 13 players that win. The, it takes a squad of 30. But yep. if you want to win that game on the, on the night, 17 players have to perform. Ricky from South Africa, and I reckon this is our first international question. He asks, post-footy, what got you interested in boxing? Uh, I, I remember seeing uh, other players doing these celebrity matches and and I always thought, oh, I, I could do that. Yeah. I always thought it, never thought much of it. But then when I saw there was an NRL boxing night on and the, the, the car was pretty much full except for no one would fight Josh Papali. Yeah. And I, I just thought, what's him? Like I'm intrigued. Oh, who's going to fight him? Well, weeks go by, more weeks go by, yeah. still no one fighting him. And then <laughs> I just commented on Instagram on, on one of the posts. Is that how it started? That's literally oh, – it was just me making a joke on Instagram. Yeah. And then within 20 minutes someone called me. Wow, and said, "Would you would you seriously consider it?" I'm like, well, surely you got someone. I'm like, no, nah, no one will fight him. A respect Tom, thing, Tom and thing. Yeah. They don't want to fight each other. But um, they said, "Would you?" It's, it's four weeks away. Would you consider doing it? Obviously, I didn't do it for free. They paid me a little bit of cabbage, yeah. which was nice. But uh, you did on four weeks. I, I've never put gloves on in my life before this, so I had four Shit. weeks to learn. And the, ask um, Chris Walker. Yeah. Chris Walker came to my first week of boxing training. He came and sparred me. And at the end of the training session, I've never seen more worried look on his face. He looked at the coach and looked and said, Ben, I don't think you should do this. Did he really? He said, mate, you, you're going to get hurt. Don't, don't do wow. it. I said, no, mate, I've committed to it. I'm going to do it. He came back the following week. I trained every day. So what I did essentially, I didn't have time to hit pads or punch bags. I got my, my six Tonga mates from church, one yep. of them, Luckily, one of them was used to be the heavyweight champion of Australia, and he's got five brothers the same size that he boxes with. And I said, boys, can you come every day and spar me every day? And, wow. and uh, that's what they did. And, and within a week, I learned to keep my eyes open when they punched. And it's same with footy. I'm, I've never been talented. Mm. My big thing is I'm always going to work harder. And same with okay. Josh Papali. I looked at him and thought, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm going to take you to the deep end. If you can swim, yep. you'll be all right. We'll, we'll go the distance. If not, I'm going to drown you. I had that approach. We're going to go after him. And I think – 
that's what really surprised a lot of people is they always thought, and I am, you don't have to be a big tough bloke to fight. Mm. It's just, it's a sport. It's a game of chess, exactly the same. You learn the skills mm. and, and you do the preparation for anything. You do the prep, there's nothing you can't achieve. And I've got eight kids. Yeah. Three of them are on the spectrum, on the ASD spectrum. One's ADHD as well. We've got t- three of them that are dyslexic. But I try and teach my kids, you can be whatever you want to be. You yeah. can achieve whatever you want. The only person stopping you achieve is you. You might have to work harder than someone else, but you're going to get there. And that was another perfect opportunity showing my kids that, you know, I'm going to do something that most people are mm. seeing is impossible or crazy, but I'm going to go out there I'm going to surprise everyone. I'm going to show you, look, I'm going to do the work. Mm. Look, Dad's not... I was, I was crapping my dax, but I said, yeah. look, look at that. I'm not worried. I'm going to do the work and I'm going to get the job. And the kids might, if anyone, I think I shocked a lot of people, but the big thing, the big lesson learned was to my eight kids, that along that four-week journey and then seeing the outcome of the fight, watching the fight yeah. and seeing how it went, how I surprised everyone and everyone thought I was a little bit hard done by, but, it, you know, it was, a, it was a fantastic fight and I've earned a few more fights since. But... That's I, I don't look at anything in life and think you know that's too hard for me. I'll, yep. I'll take it on and give it my absolute all. And I know if I do the work, you'd have to be a damn damn good bloke to take to, to beat me. And that and you know Josh Papali's pretty darn good. He plays for Australia. He yeah. plays for Queen Current. He got in the best shape of his life. He's never been fitter, stronger, and faster. He said, "I'm like mate, don't say those words. Yeah, they're the famous last words. You never want to say that. But you know, yeah. I, I'd love a rematch. But um, I, I don't know where. He, I think he's, he said no to that. But you know, if any chance he wants to do it again, or from the high powered, well endowed flood man. That's a pretty fair handle, actually. The high powered, well endowed flood man. Ooh. He asks. No, he actually says. No nonsense, genuine, tough, old school front rower like yourself with no naughty marks against his name. What's your reaction when you hear, read, or see another negative story or incident involving one of these kids coming through? My reaction is disappointment because um, it's hard. It's disappointing because uh, no one makes them do anything. Yeah. It's disappointing because as a player, I've been in situations too where I could have done the wrong things yep. in, in all different ways. I've got I've had drugs offered to me, alcohol, mm. women, all those different things. Like every other NRL player would have thrown in front of them. Yep. But you have a choice. And it's disappointing because they take the weak choice. Mm. And the sad thing is, is those decisions they make then of the current NRL player, they feel they're right or entitled or they're better than others, mm. that's going to relate to after they retire from football because yeah. they'll still make those same weak decisions, yes. soft choices. Small things in life turn to big things. Mm. You do the small little things right, do the right things by your missus. You know, work hard, sacrifice certain things going yep. out and play, doing the right thing, you're going to have a great NRL career. You're going to yeah. have a great marriage. You're going to have great kids. Yep. You start taking shortcuts, cheat here, make excuses, all those little things, yep. that turns to being locked up, ending your NRL career, whatever it may yep. be. So for me it's really disappointing because – no matter what circumstance you are brought up with, we all know the difference between right and wrong. We yep. all know what we should do, but we don't always choose it. And yeah. these guys are someone that choose the right decision all the time with their career. When it comes to being on the field, they take no shortcut. But the most important thing in life is who they end up as a person. Yeah. And they'll take big shortcuts. And that's a disappointing when I see that with an NRL player. Yeah, I, I agree. Last one, it's from Trent at Sunnybank. Is there one team, one coach or one player you didn't play for, under or with that you wished you had the chance to? Yeah, Craig Bellamy. I just yeah. think he's amazing. That that leadership that he that he brings, Yeah, not just him, he's the whole organisation around him from the CEO down to the captain of the, their club to their senior players. The leadership he brings is unbelievable. Yep. 
bring that with the direction he brings to the club on and off the field mm. and through his senior player group. And the, 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 he's, he's the mastermind. He's the conductor that does yep. all this. And the third thing that I'm most impressed with is, is how he holds himself and his team and his club accountable. Mm. How often do you see Melbourne Storm lose back-to-back games? Yeah. How often do you see them lose anything back-to-back? They're, 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 there's someone when they make mistakes, they put their hand up and own it. I think in life a lot of people, not just footy players, a lot of people in life make excuses when things go wrong, yep. blame others or you know, certain circumstances are the reason yep. behind something. Melbourne some of the complete opposite. And this starts with their senior players, but their number one senior player, the, the best person there is Craig Bellamy. He holds him so accountable and that the club hold each other accountable. And that's what we need more Craig Bellamy's mm-hmm. in our game. That is Q&A with the great man, Benny Hanna, dropping in. Thanks, legend. Keep well. Thanks, Andy. Another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. As we count down to the season, Monday nights will drop a Q&A podcast where you're in total control because you're asking the questions. Then on Thursday nights, we're dropping the dream team. Any era, any player, any position from any competition. Who makes the cut? Who misses out? And why? As always, we'll be speaking to the biggest names in the game, both current and from eras gone by, and we've got some huge surprises coming up before Round 1 kicks off. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd ask you to leave a review and a five-star rating on the app you're currently listening on. It's easy, takes 30 seconds, and you can now rate on Spotify. What it does, it increases our position on the search engines as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. We're done for now. Look after yourselves and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.